0: Welcome to Day Zero Update for September twentieth, twenty twenty. I'm your host Chris Salogi. I'm Brandon
1: Parkins. I'm Jennifer Victoria, and I'm Teresa Sammons.
2: And
0: yeah, the the week has happened. Uh, we now know much more about what's going on here in November for the new consoles. Yeah,
3: still, uh, still not, still not feeling the PS five just yet, though. Yeah, we'll be talking more about that later on the the whole showcase
0: mm-hmm. uh, and all the stuff that came with it. Uh, Nintendo had another mini direct thing, talked about a bunch of stuff there. Uh, yeah, the we got uh, one Nintendo platform that is uh, unfortunately shutting down pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a game that's going free to play pretty soon here this week, as well as. Uh, some new Switch, old games come to Switch here, uh, yeah. this week as well. So, uh, a big, big week for the industry. Uh, before we get to that, uh, let's talk about what we've been playing. And I'll be going first here, playing Super Mario 3D All Stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, did a stream for that last night, uh, which went pretty well. Uh, showed a lot of the stuff I don't like about this collection, which is uh control stuff. The cameras yeah. are bad on all three games. Uh I think Sunshine's probably the best of the bunch, but yeah. that's not really saying too much. because The other two just straight up barely have camera controls to them. Yeah. Uh which is a shame because when you go to read a sign in Super Mario Sixty Four, you get smooth uh camera controls. Mm-hmm. It's only for when you're looking at a sign and reading text. Uh stuff like that. Um I like think it's a solid collection. It's just for what Nintendo can do for these kinds of games, uh it could have been so much more of a okay. celebration of Mario stuff. Uh that doesn't mean the games are well, I'd say Sunshine's probably not a good game, but mm-hmm. uh it doesn't make the other two games bad, though I've been having a hell of a time just with controls on uh Super Mario sixty four. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's because the, the type of stick they used on the N64 just works differently than what we have now, uh, mm. or what, but I've walked off so many ledges
3: trying to turn <laughs> around. Yeah. Because he still Is has it... to, like,
0: animate going forward to turn around.
1: Are you using a Pro Controller, or are you using joy con yeah. Pro Controller? I feel like the Pro so Controllers,
0: no. or the, the Joy-Cons, can also be weird, or at least when I'm holding it in handheld mode. Okay, uh, because my hands can be at be an, an angle, so what's up is not necessarily what's is up for the game. Yeah, sometimes it it can be
2: weird like that. Uh, I think I think part of the thing is that Mario sixty four Mario himself plays kind of slippery. Um, I yeah. had most of my issues in the uh, in the snow world where I'm, I'm just trying to do a basic platform yeah, thing. where he and slides I, for I'm like hitting, fifteen feet. Yeah, he slides back and then I jump off the slide and when he when he, when he jumps he backflips and then, and, I, and I fall down. I'm like, okay, that that death mm-hmm. was. Wrong
0: yeah in sunshine, you can do that like a uh, slide uh jump, somersault jump kind of thing without really yeah. any effort, uh, so that kind of is a thing that just constantly happens there. Um, yeah, like that snow level is so weird, especially when you're trying to I was trying to get the the red coins, uh which I had seven of them, didn't know where the eighth one was, and your ability to get back up to the the top part of the level is pretty yeah. hard. Uh, if not impossible, I wasn't sure of the way, so I just killed myself. Just, and I just hate how when you die, it just pops you out of the stage entirely. Uh, yep. it's like, oh, I fucked up. I was just trying to use this cannon in the, one of the early stages. Mm-hmm. I fucked it up, just sent me flying across the stage out of bounds. I'm out. I'm like, well, mm. that's great. Uh, it was a waste of time. Uh, stuff like that it's just a really weird collection of stuff. And it's really cohesive in ways where I can see, you know, all three games have the hub worlds and you go into a stage and you pick like, like what your goal is going to be. It has like generally about like six for each uh, area uh, for most of the games. I think galaxy can be a little bit less on those just more stages in general. Uh, and it definitely, it was like, Okay, this is why Super Mario Odyssey had to be the open world thing with just all the missions kind of being built into the world instead of just a here's a hub world uh you pick like what your goal is uh and you kind of do other stuff in those uh stages if you want mm-hmm. uh but you kind of just set yourself up as like the goal here is that what you're generally aiming for, which can change up the stage a little bit but in odyssey it's it's a lot better that you can just go into it and just start working on all the various types of uh, missions that are in it Uh, versus just, I'm just going to reload back into the stage again and do the same things I was doing. Just go this other direction. This just really kind of breaks it up, Uh, which maybe made more sense for 64, but the others just kind of hurts the games uh, with the pacing. And then, yeah, the galaxy just, it doesn't control well because it just did not have a second stick. So sometimes you're stuck upside down trying to control things in weird ways that uh if you just had a second stick. Also I just want an option for Galaxy to tell to stop mentioning what that you can touch the screen if you're in handheld mode. Because <laughs> it does that for every bit of text. It's like oh you can use the gyro to change the cursor or if you're in handheld mode you can touch it. And it's like mm-hmm. I'm not using it so shut the fuck up so much extra text Uh, it's annoying and yeah this game just does not have any options really Uh, they fixed the inverted camera controls in Sunshine but you still can't pick which way you want it so now the people that like the inverted controls are going to be pissed Uh, you know how that goes I think the only options that game has is just rumble or subtitles do you want those on Mm -hmm. Uh, I was like Jesus collection could be uh so good if they had like m- put in some new features and control options and all that kind of stuff
4: mm.
0: even the music player just doesn't have i don't think it has like a uh time on it to tell you like how yeah. far you're into a song how long it's going to be that kind of stuff so it's like a lot of a lot of weird stuff to it that kind of makes it not as good as it could be um yeah as for another New game that came out this week, Splunky 2. I've been playing that. Uh, I am terrible at it, uh, which is not a huge surprise. It's completely new experience, so people are still kind of feeling out what's new, what's the same, what the changes are, where the secrets are at, and all that kind of stuff. And so far, I've been finding every single stupid way to die uh, <laughs> as possible, which uh, makes me want to just upload a compilation of those deaths uh, as a guide for what not to do. Uh, but they'll also take more time than some of these runs are. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's basically just like Spelunky in most of the ways you'll feel very familiar and at home. And that's where you can figure out like, Oh, here's new enemies. This mole that digs through all the, uh, the dirt, uh, blocks and can uh, come back out of it and start rushing towards you, which makes, you really kind of uh, not want to deal with them at all because they're fucking annoying enemies. <laughs> uh, the cavemen uh, can actually pick stuff up. Sometimes they'll pick up weapons or uh, gold bricks, that kind of stuff. Walk around with mm-hmm. it and dealing with them can be hard at times uh, as they run at you. There's like a new horned toad or no horned wizard mm-hmm. kind of thing, which you can't jump on them because they're horny. Uh, all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah I've gotten the uh the damsel, which you can have a dog cat or person, I think, and maybe a gerbil as well or a guinea pig, whatever it is uh there's a couple few different options there uh yeah it's it's a really fun game, it's really well done and kind of the perfect kind of sequel you want to this kind of game mm-hmm. uh where it kind of keeps the general framework of the original that you like and kind of massages in new stuff to keep it a fresh experience.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh also been playing more Fall Guys because they just put out a new update. We'll talk a bit about that uh, later here. But it adds uh, uh, a bunch of new stuff to various stages, like more things that can show up uh, and ver- as variations on some of these different stages. So uh, it's kind of a lot of new learning how to play uh, these different areas and good routes to go through them and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so that's been pretty fun. Also checking out Rocket League because they put up the, uh, cross-platform progression updates ahead of the, the free-to-play stuff, uh, going out. Uh, so people cool. can check that out and it's mostly good updates. There's a couple of weird things to it. Uh, when they got rid of the solo standard, uh, cool. playlist, which, uh, regular 3v3 standard was just you can play with, uh, people that's are on, are in parties or against people in parties, all that kind of stuff. So the standard enforced that everybody had to be solo, which put all the, uh, selfish dummies in one playlist, kept them away from the rest that, uh, the good people wanted to actually play. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's gone now. So now they're going to flood back into the regular playlists, uh, which is a shame. Uh, they also kind of changed up the menus a little bit. So it's, uh, uh, the ease of kind of getting into matches is a little bit, uh, extra clicks, like one or two extra yeah. clicks. Uh, cause you can kind of set it so that, uh, you would automatically select which modes you wanted to match for and then just go into like a quick play option for that. Uh, they don't have that here yet. Uh, but that is, there's a couple of things that they changed, but, uh, for the most part, it's good for the ability for me to have all my stuff on any of the platforms I have the game on mm. uh, versus having to start off from scratch and hope I get good drops, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also I was just playing a bunch of dual stick shooters and end up on beat hazard again on steam, uh, mm. which is a dual stick shooter where you use your music and it's uh, MP3s and all that kind of stuff. Just playing a, a bunch of random stuff, seeing how differently it changes up the stages and then occasionally just a podcast on there because those are weird, uh, the way they affect it because there's not really uh-huh. any music or beats for it to play off of, so it just plays uh-huh. off of people talking, uh, which is much harder because it's like potentially like an hour or two hour long stage,
4: uh-huh.
0: uh, to survive, which most likely you're not going to, uh, for uh-huh. that long. But, uh, yeah, that's been uh, pretty much it. How about you, Brandon?
3: Uh, well. Uh, I've been most more or less for the last week I've been playing Disgaea 5 uh taking advantage of my PS Now subscription and uh you know it's a Disgaea game so you know what you're getting into there's lots of dark humor lots of good strategy RPG stuff that requires also a little bit of grinding uh there are printies that you can throw and they explode you know it's it's a Disgaea game you know what <laughs> you know what to expect from one of those um, but I've also been playing, uh, thanks to a uh, ROM that I downloaded for my GBA uh, emulator I've got here on my computer, a little strategy RPG also called Yggdra Union. Um, now, I don't know if any of you guys remember a game that came out for the... Uh, I, I would I want to say the advanced, but also like the 3DS and stuff called Knights in the Nightmare, uh, which was like a really... Notoriously difficult strategy RPG that involved weird, like, bullet hell elements at the same time. I know that sounds completely insane, but it's true. Um, Igdra Union is sort of part of that series of games, uh, but it's more of a straightforward strategy RPG. Um, basically, both of these games are made by Sting Entertainment and they're usually published by Atlas. And they largely take place in what's called the Depth Heaven series, which is like a huge sort of shared universe that Sting Entertainment has been developing for their games. Um, basically, the whole point of Igdrin Union is it starts off as like that standard, you know, the Great Kingdom is being invaded by the evil empire, and you need to take up the holy weapons and destroy the evil, but then it becomes very very quickly obvious that not everything is as it seems, and you start to realize that, you know, the guys who are invading you actually have a very good reason why they are invading you. And you start encountering people who are supposed to be villains, but you find out they're actually a lot more morally gray than you originally thought they were. Uh, In other words, it's a deconstruction RPG, and I fucking love that shit, so (laughs) I'll let you... No more when I finish it. Um, uh, also, uh, 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim comes out uh, in a couple of days. Hopefully I will have the money to get that. Because um, uh, I really, really want to play that. Uh, it's the latest game from Vanillaware, the people who famously gave us uh, you know, uh, uh Odin's Sphere, Dragon's Crown, uh. Grim Yeah. Which was actually an RPG, was a strategy RPG. Uh. Then there, of course, there was that game they did for the Wii. I can't remember what it's. Muramasa? Yeah. Muramasa the Demon Blade. That's right. Also um, came to Vita. Yeah. Uh.
0: They should Aaron. really do like a
3: a collection of their games. Yeah. They really should. There's a book that comes with it. And there needs to be like an art book that comes with it because man, if there is one thing they do with their games that is amazing is their freaking art direction. Um absolutely gorgeous graphics and artwork. Um But uh yeah, that's uh basically what I've been playing. So uh let's see who's next. Reb. Dan Reb, what have you been doing? Yeah, um,
2: at work, we had a uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe uh, tournament, uh-huh. so um, it happened on Thursday, which I actually called PTO for, but I'm like, you know what, I'm not doing shit anyway, so I'll just go ahead and compete in it, <laughs> so um, before that, you know, I was doing a little bit of practice playing at 150cc, and I noticed that I didn't really spend too much time with this game, but that's probably because, you know, it's, it's, it's a port of the Wii U version, which, which I spent so much time on. So I ended up, like, uh, unlocking all sorts of stuff that I, I thought I, I already had unlocked. But, uh, yeah, so I got, like, the best cars and, like, the best um, gliders before it. So I went in ready. So then on Thursday when we played, um, it turns out so some of the people who were setting it up didn't really know how, how the, how the uh, tournament aspect worked. But uh, yeah. after, we, after we figured that out, um, uh, when it was my turn, like, I struggled. Like, I was getting a third every race um, out of like eight and then, um, eventually, uh, Oh, pick six. Anyway. Um, mm-hmm. where, where, where was I? So yeah, uh, I ended up getting a third every race and then, yeah, the, the top two were always like, uh, like they were in a class of their own. So then eventually we got to the fourth race in the circuit and, um, yeah, they were, they were so over each other that I ended up taking first and then the person in, uh, in overall first place, like got sixth and like it was all bad so i was able to come back to a uh, second place despite getting front all the time so that was cool no prize though but it was really fun and it reminded me of like how fun mario kart was like you know when i was still in college and high school and stuff so
4: mm-hmm. that was
2: great um I, i'm also playing a little bit of mario kart tour um the the tournament had nothing to do had nothing to do with it the reason why i'm playing mario kart tour is because uh there's this my nintendo thing where you have to do all these like mario quests to get these pins and like, uh, so you have to go on the website. You have to like take this Mario quiz. You gotta like um, click on various uh, parts of the website. You gotta uh, play Mario Kart Tour, which I did. You gotta buy Super Mario 3 So yeah, after all this, you get to redeem these for these for these pins, which come out like sometime next week. And I'm just hoping that uh, you know they don't get taken before I get my chance.
0: Um, you want some bad it. news, Dan Danrib? What's up? You didn't What's need up? to do that Mario Kart Tour thing.
2: Yeah, I did. Yeah. I, I, you only I, need I, to do I,
0: four I, of those things. Got okay. all five gotcha that was oh. the thing that people figured out it's like oh i don't actually bother with this stupid game
2: mm-hmm. oh, well I, I already did it so hopefully uh yeah that, that means something It probably want but you know
0: but yeah for people at
2: home maybe exactly You don't have
0: to do the four things on the website not the mobile game if you don't want to
2: yeah and then i've also been playing 3d all-stars um I've been playing uh, each game like fairly uh equally, um, but I go I went ahead and spent some more time on 64 because that was the one that I really wanted to re-experience. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, so I'll probably have the review up sometime in the middle of the week and I'm gonna review the package for what it is and what it, and uh what not what it should have been, which, you know, it just for the sake of fairness, like part of the reason why a lot of fans are uh, disappointed about what the packaging ended up being was because they they go ahead and let 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 their own hype like you know ruin their own expectations. Like Nintendo yeah. never said that we were gonna remaster any of these, so why should we go ahead and follow that hype? But anyway, like that being said, at the back of my mind I really wish they they were kind of remastered. Uh Chris went over it earlier, like um Mario sixty four definitely has like aged well, but at the same time it definitely shows its age too. Uh, you have to take into account the fact that um, Mario 64, you know, by all means, is probably like the most revolutionary game as far as 3D gaming goes. Uh-huh. But, um, at the same time, you know, that that doesn't mean there there, there isn't any room for improvement. I mean, you, you compare it to Super Mario Odyssey, which in my opinion is the best 3D platformer ever. And uh, uh-huh. yeah, like Mario 64 is definitely like um, an example of its foundation. Um, a lot of like what you see in the modern games is still there and with sixty four part of what makes um the experience not as fun is the fact that the uh the camera uh was was still mapped to the c buttons, so you actually have to like press the c buttons over and over and over, and sometimes you know you wouldn't even have like a full three sixty view of Mario in fact, you never do, so that really affects the platforming and as I mentioned earlier he's he's a little slippery, so if you jump through the, to the edge of a platform, you'll probably catch too much momentum and fall down. And things like that, which gets pretty annoying, and it'll it'll lead to all sorts of deaths. Um, uh, it's it's weird though. Like uh, now, like I'm definitely feeling my own age because I don't remember struggling in these slide levels um, as a kid as much as I am now. So like, I don't I don't know if it's my pro controller like not doing it or just my reflexes aren't as bad, but uh, or aren't as good aren't as good. But so it is there. So yeah, I have, I have around 25 stars in the game. I haven't fought um, the first Bowser yet, but you know I'm really uh, enjoying the experience um sunshine is my least favorite of the three um with this game if you remember on the gamecube um it had analog um shoulder buttons so uh the harder you press the r button it actually affected the way you shot flood so um it it was remapped on the uh, switch version where zr allows you to run and gun and then uh the r button allows you to shoot in place um so it makes sense, but at at the end of the day, it's it's an extra button, and you know that that kind of complicates things because you have all this um you have all this memory of how you played it before, and to make matters worse, um the game is playable using a GameCube controller, but it hasn't used uh, the old controls, and there's no way to change them. So like th- that's one thing in 2020, I wish this uh, they they definitely addressed like being able to change the controls on your own. Because, you know, everyone has their own styles and, the way, and the, the way they want to play. And, like, not being able to do controls is just very anti-access, anti-accessible. And that's not something we want to stray towards with 2020. But, yeah, that's that's where we're at with that. Um, part of the reason why it's my least favorite of the three is because it's not as much a platformer as the other two. It's more of a hoverer because, you know, there, there, there's no long jump in this game. So it's really all about jumping from, like, uh, the last part of the ledge and, you know, using your hover movement to get as far as possible, whereas with the other games you can use the long jump to not only jump farther, but you can also travel faster. So, uh, that's just just another annoyance there. Galaxy, um, as far as I'm concerned, is great. Um, part of the reason why it was so accessible with Wii was the fact that, like, uh, all you really had to do was um, move your cursor around to just catch the star button stuff, and you can do the same thing with the Pro Controller, even without having the um, the, the sensor bar there. So, it's all pretty accurate, um, and the game looks wonderful in 720 or whatever it is. Like it's, it, it, it like the the game wasn't an HD game when it came out, but um, looking at it on a, on a modern console definitely looks great. Um, and it definitely looks good in a handheld too. So you know, uh, Galaxy was a, in a class of its own when it came out, and it's definitely like the best game out of these three. So I'm really enjoying that. Um, lastly, I've been playing Fight Crab. Um, if you remember, this was the game that they showed at the uh, I believe it was called the the New Game Plus Expo, and basically hmm. it's a game based on a meme. Like everyone remembers that meme of the crab with the knife.
4: Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah.
2: So this game is a fighting game where you use crabs to fight other crabs, and um, it's actually really intuitive. You have uh, like full control of the crab. You have full control of his pincers and things like that. So you use the left and uh, the left and right shoulder buttons to control his pincers. You move around using the control pad, um, and then you actually. Um, you also have sort of this tank control things to change where he's facing using the right stick and uh yeah it actually it kind of feels like a like a tank fighting game except Mm -hmm. like you have no guns um except that in the second level you eventually find a crab with a gun you kill that crab by flipping it over and then you steal the gun and you can actually use the gun against other crabs and like knives and like buildings and shit like it's This game is absolutely crazy and it's funner than it has any business being. Um, I'm not going to put it on on any Game of the Year list, but I I definitely had a good time playing Fight Grab, so I also have my review up as as well. Uh, Splunky 2 and Hades Mm -hmm. came out this week, but I haven't gotten a chance to pick those up. Um, And I see that Hades is on sale, so I'll probably pick that up too. But yeah, that's been about it. How about you, uh, Teresa?
1: I've not been playing a whole lot this week, um, just because of work. Um, Mm -hmm. But this weekend... um, I did play uh, Pogo today. Uh, Pokemon Go had a Porygon Community Day. And, you know, a lot of people in my local Discord are... Man, we're just really getting tired of this shit. <laughs> you know, it's... um, I, I don't know. It's just... It's not... It's it's not engaging like it used to be. So, I don't know. I don't know. Um, a lot of us are really starting to slow down on our playing but uh yeah it, it it is what it is and we've been playing for 2 years now so i what i don't know what i want i know what i don't want <laughs> um but i've also been playing uh kingdom 2 crowns i've been doing um the uh dire island challenge island where um you have the wolf cub and you need to sail to uh 10 different islands in order to uh get the gold crown And I have not gotten it yet. And once was because I uh, decided to check on a candle that I had burning and I laid my controller down and I accidentally moved it right into the greed (laughs) and died. (laughs) So yeah, they got my wolf cub and it was game over at that point. And I'm pretty sure that, uh, half of the hallway heard me swearing. um, and then uh, Ghost of Tsushima. I am still working on that. Um, <laughs> don't know if I can actually finish it. But I'm going to give it a good shot. Uh, and yeah, I saw that Hades was on sale. And I'm a bit of a Greek mythology uh, fan. So I want it just to see. I, mean, I don't know. Just to play something that is in a mythology that I'm interested in. But that's really about it. Wish I'd been playing more. But,
2: you know. Are you enjoying uh,
1: Tsushima? I am. I absolutely freaking am. I didn't think that it was going to be anything that I'd get into. (laughs) And, (laughs) yeah, I'm into it. (laughs) I'm into it. So we also got a a new um, 8-bit Doe controller. We got the uh, SN30 Pro Plus. And I would love to try that with some games, especially um, because we got the uh, Bluetooth adapter for... um, or not, it's not Bluetooth. Is it maybe it is, but anyway, it'll work on the Switch. Um But yeah, I didn't even get to touch it until today because everybody else has been hogging it. So yeah, I, I'd kinda like to see how that works on some other games. Um and I've also been doing some uh some stuff on Project 64, just playing Dr. Mario and the little shit that I pick up here and there. Um, you know, just for random games cuz again time is time is becoming a little bit of an issue this month mm-hmm. but i'm sure that you know once fall really gets underway and we turn the heat on that's all going to slow down a lot <laughs> so but we've um we've gotten a lot of stuff to make sure that we are ready for the winter um no new systems ordered yet but we did get the um the turbographics uh 16 mini whatever whatever they're calling it we got the mini version of that um, and then we also got the Sega one because somebody had it on sale and I thought you know what what the hell we'll just get it mm. we'll get it rather than not have it and because I, I guess I like blowing my paycheck instead of actually saving money mm-hmm. so um, yeah that's that's all this week though hopefully more in the future more interesting stuff although I kind of have a kind of have a hankering to go back to Stardew Valley mm. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Hmm.
0: Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, it's uh, been a lot of games this week uh, for everybody. Not a whole so, lot. Yeah, and uh, well let's let's get to the news here. Mm-hmm. Uh, first up, a legend in the industry, Michel Ancel, has uh, said that he is leaving Ubisoft and the industry as a whole uh, to go work on a wildlife sanctuary which mm-hmm. uh, is a bit of a weird thing, though. Uh, if you remember that he announced a game called Wild, a mm. uh, sort of partnership with Sony uh, way back in the day. Uh, so maybe sort of a passion project coming out, of uh, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, yeah, as uh, he's kind of going to work on this, uh, this animal sanctuary, it doesn't seem like it's really going to affect Beyond Good and Evil 2. As mm-hmm. the senior producers said that he hasn't been working on it for the past few months. Uh, so they've gotten the, uh, creative, uh, leadership stuff, uh, you know, fixed, uh, mm-hmm. at a certain point. But, uh, yeah, that's Michelle Ansel is going to be, uh, just working with animals directly, mm. uh, for the time being. So yeah, uh, oh, yeah, Twitch, Twitch is. Uh, coming up with all kinds of ideas for how to do things, and yeah, they came up with a really nasty one here to have uh-huh. ads uh, show up midstream. No,
1: mm. now how do they think that's going to work?
0: Because uh, well, I mean, there's there's video here.
1: us. us.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: There's video here of uh, a Twitch streamer that uh, was watching the uh, Sony showcase, mm-hmm. and I think midway through the Hogwarts trailer. Uh mm-hmm. gets an ad for a Twitch Prime show. And he just starts going wow, There's like Twitch! Twitch, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Just interrupting a stream. Uh so it wasn't even for his stream, it's for the one that he was watching
4: mm-hmm. uh
0: co streaming. Uh which yeah, it's just wild doesn't like it's supposed to be a thing that makes your if you're the one streaming and it happens it reduces your feed to like a picture-in-picture window because it's the one he was watching. uh, It just took the whole thing away for this ad. Uh, It's it's an idea that maybe could work if you could, if as the streamer, you can maybe designate like, here's a potential ad break time Uh sort of thing uh, and have the tools to kind of set that up. But the streamer has no input on any of this, yeah. which is just Twitch wanting to make more money, get some more ads in there. Yeah. Uh, if you're an affiliate or partner streamer, you can designate like an ad break uh, manually. Just say oh, for the next six seconds, we're doing an ad here. Uh, you know, get a little bit of money out of that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. Real bad idea for Twitch uh, to like test this stuff out. And mm-hmm. See that's you know it's as bad as it sounds in action. Uh, mm-hmm. So they need to rethink that that whole thing. Yeah, seriously. Uh, as for updates that are actually good, uh, this Fall Guys' mid-season update just came out the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes uh, a lot of the stages, adds new variations to them. Uh, there's a big hammer they have designated Big Yeetus, uh <laughs> that appears in some of the stages. Uh, they can potentially help you, or potentially fuck you over. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I've played so far, there's definitely a good bit of changes in there. Uh, one of the opening stages, you can have these uh, big balls that are just kind of swinging around uh, this one area and trying to knock you off. Uh, and there's like a slime hill that's right after that. You can just roll up the sides because the little bumpers don't ever reach the sides. Uh, and they fix that one of the variations so that you actually have Mm -hmm. to move out of that uh, way and there's a lot of other changes here uh, to that as well as for the PC version they added anti-cheat software that is coming from Epic uh, from their tool set I haven't Uh,
2: played in a while when when does the uh, season end?
0: uh, I think it's uh, a couple weeks here maybe two more weeks
4: Okay, Uh Uh,
0: not too bad should be in October that the second season starts I'm on
2: like level twenty-seven or something. I want to see if I can get to forty before then.
0: Yeah, I'm on thirty-five or thirty-six, so I need wow. to put a little bit more time into that. Uh, but yeah, they've done a a good job. From what I've seen, shaking up these stages a bit uh, for the uh, rest of the season. Uh, and that cheats uh, engine stuff or cheat uh, any cheat software seems like it should help out on the PC version. There's a whole big twitter thread they were posting the other day before this this update went out that was basically like they tried to create this uh, whole system that would send people they could confirm that were cheaters to uh-huh. what they called cheater island uh which uh-huh. is just a matchmaking uh playlist essentially that would house these cheaters and it took a while to get to the point where they could actually get games going uh, and then videos started coming out of these, and they had no way of confirming that these were from cheater island yeah and s- instead of uh giving people ways to uh figure out what was going on, potentially find ways to get their their cheat software around whatever was going on here, and just having a bunch of videos of uh these weird uh where these cheats work uh going out to potentially fool people and thinking well this this is what the game is—that kind of thing. They just dropped it entirely. Uh, it's a pretty funny little thread there. If you want to learn a bit more about some of the ideas they had for this, but uh, yeah, seems like it's going to oh. be a fun game to kind of get back into here and get ready for season two to be starting up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. As for games getting big updates, talk about Rocket League getting the big update that added a. A bunch of big features to the the game where you kind of link it to your Epic Games account, uh, as well as all the other platforms, uh, Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and Steam accounts, so your items can be used across all of them. Uh, It's going to be going free to play on the 23rd, so here in a few more days, uh, for people to be uh, getting the game for no extra money up front. I think the season pass, the battle pass is supposed to be starting up here, uh, soonish. I don't think they have a date for that yet, but, uh, I believe starting up, let me see if I, they have it here. They're going to be doing an event called Llama Rama that yeah. ties into Fortnite as well. I think you're going to earn items in Rocket League that's, uh, will also be unlocked in Fortnite, uh, which was a neat little partnership between those two. Uh, studios, there. Um, I think also part of this is that uh, if you get the game on Epic Game Store between the 23rd of September and October 23rd, you get a $10 Epic Game Store coupon that you can mm-hmm. use on any game or for add ons or anything like that. It's 15 bucks and up. Uh, so you get a little bonus there for that, uh, as well as just bonus items for launching the game, if you played before launch, they give you some extra stuff and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. Uh, I think one of the other negatives I have for it is when you start up the game, even if you've uh, played it a bunch, uh, it throws you into this weird little tutorial. It's like a QTE sequence Mm -hmm. of these cars going around in the arena. And it's like, Oh, here, press a to jump and shows you like, Oh, it's the jump. It's, you're not actually controlling anything really. Just hitting the button when it's asks you to, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it does that every time you start one of the versions. Mm. Uh, so like, I tried out PS4, I was like, oh, I played that. I was like, okay, well, that was, uh, short. So I started up on Steam, I was like, still have to do it there. I still mm-hmm. do the same when I started up on Switch and Xbox. So, uh, kind of the one negative, but it's probably pretty good for the, for brand new people. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, this game's going to be more accessible to people. And that's uh that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. More uh more noobs to feast on. <laughs> oh yeah. People so. Mm-hmm. Uh that'll be fun. Uh let's see. Oh, Nintendo uh has officially ended 3DS pr- uh production. That's all models, 3DS mm-hmm. XL, new 3DS, 2DS, 2DS XL, all that stuff. Mhm. Uh so you will no longer be able to uh, or they won't be producing any more units. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably should still be enough out there for a little while mm. uh, for those that want it. But yeah, kind of an end of an era for Nintendo as they are now focused solely on the Switch. Yeah. is this pretty uh, really long era.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah, this is literally like, this is... From like 88 to 2020? Yeah. Yeah, that's well over twenty years. Uh, that for the first time they're not going to have a regular handheld, uh, a handheld device. Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess technically the Switch kind of takes yeah. that because you know it's a hybrid, but yeah, yeah,
0: it's not really a size that you can like stick in your pocket easily. No,
3: uh,
1: not unless for lack like of trying.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah, unless you got Jankos. Yeah, unless <laughs> you got Jenkos, in which case you can feel the fuel there on with you. <laughs> in,
2: really, in the nineties. I'm gym pretty sure, sure I have no issue putting a switch in my pocket. You
3: know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, my kid does that. He puts him in his uh, Nike gym shorts, and I go running uh, into the elevator after him, trying to catch it because it's about to fall out. I'm like, no, yeah. just do not do that crap. Do Were they like? It?
0: pulling his pants down too while yeah. he's running
1: yes you can see his underwear
0: cause you got like this five pound thing on mm-hmm. these pants that have no, uh, <laughs> no grip on your body
4: oh.
1: anything, no
0: belt holding them up or anything
1: this weenie little drawstring that doesn't even work
2: yeah I have these really old gym shorts that I pretty much like wear weekly now mm-hmm. because obviously we, we, we don't really change our clothes during COVID right but uh yeah been like losing some weight and like whenever i put my phone in my pocket it's never good news
4: Uh yeah yeah
2: but yeah the 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 3ds like uh talk about a little engine that could i remember when when the when the uh, system first came out like they had problems because amazon didn't want to sell it they had they had they had that issue back then and Uh uh, the 3ds was overpriced and it was so bad that nintendo actually made an ambassador program which had like what twenty to thirty games for uh, people that bought that bought it early, and they were all like S- SNES, Game Boy Advance uh, backwards compatible stuff, and like that—that that, that mm-hmm. was a lot like, of fun. Like Nintendo did a whole lot of good with this system.
0: Yeah, and unfortunately, they didn't really make a great portable system. It damaged itself, it scratched its mm-hmm. own screen, which it's not really what you want for a a clamshell device. Mm-hmm. Is for the bottom screen to scratch the top one. Or you have to, before you do anything, when you get a new one, is just put, put protectors on there. Cause it,
4: mm-hmm.
0: it can't just not, not do the thing. Uh, that kind of weird stuff, but it's a weird device cause it's largely, you would think it's the same as the DS, but having that stick in the, the 3D, uh, kind of made it completely different than what the DS was where that would focus on both screens. Uh, doing stuff on both screens, whereas the 3ds kind of just focused uh-huh. on the top screen a lot. Uh this the bottom screen is just more like, oh it's some extra information. Occasionally you might have to do something on there, but uh yeah, and that stick was just not a great stick for uh-huh. the most parts.
1: Yeah, like a lot you, of uh thumb things you could add on afterwards to yeah. after aftermarket.
0: when you got the yeah. nub with the the new 3DS Oh. Just like the the weird little thing that kind of worked, but like five games used it. Oh. One of them allowed Homebrew to work, so uh, that wasn't great for them.
1: Oh. Great for us.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a uh, system that was like their PS3, kind of, where it came after a huge successful platform like the DS. Uh-huh. Uh, didn't do nearly as well, but Pulled out a, a decent, a decent mm-hmm. life out of it. Uh, I have some really great stuff on it.
1: Yeah, I. That's if if I had to pick a favorite system right now, I would probably pick the 3ds, mm-hmm. just because it was portable. I had so freaking many great games, and oh, yeah. we still we still play it. I mean, it still gets a lot of play. I mean, there's just yeah. like
2: three or I mean, four every of them in the every, house. every Zelda game except for the ones on uh, GameCube Wii and Wii U. And Switch are, are on this one. So
4: Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. and it was the the Picross platform for me.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So oh, many great God, Picross yeah.
3: games on it. Oh yeah. Uh I was always go? a fan of uh amongst well obviously there was that one um that one Fire Emblem game. Well, there was two Fire Emblem games that were there were three. There were three. three. There was
2: uh, Awakening, Fates yeah. and then the uh the remake three. of uh, the
3: second yeah. one. Yeah, well, I think it was uh, Awakening that actually finally kicked that series off into a financial success here in the U.S. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, the whole—I I actually really should consider writing an article for the website about that whole saga because Fire Emblem really was like one of a small number of like uh, Nintendo franchises that n- never ever really made the. Made it over here to the west until purely by chance, so yeah, um, but fates is uh, it has its good parts, but yeah. it's uh, a lot of weird risks with how to sell
0: games yeah. on 3 ds because there's that one weird like sports collection game where it's free, and you'd like haggle with uh, the dude to get discounts on uh the other games. Yeah. Uh there's like the free to play Pokemon Picross game. Yeah. Where you had to spend up to thirty two dollars on it mm-hmm. to <laughs> unlock all the the timers on it. Mm. That kind of stuff. Which like it wasn't that good of a picross game. It was all Pokemon faces. Yeah. It's not really interesting design. Uh, yeah. Uh for that. And there's the Yeah, like the, the Fire Emblem game was like, oh here's two games. Uh, you also pay for the whole
3: thing, and you get like a bonus thing with it. Yeah, uh, we also can't forget uh, Bravely Default because right. yeah, great RPG. That game basically saved Square Enix's ass, <laughs> <laughs> um, and showed that they could still do a traditional JRPG,
1: yeah. even
3: though they thought the game was going to completely flop over here. Um, and that game is
0: a good case for accessibility in JRPGs because you could set the difficulty how you wanted. You can make it super yep. hard if you wanted. You can make it really easy if you needed if an area was just pissing you off. Uh you yeah. kind of do how you want.
3: I think another series that I really loved on it was uh the Professor Layton series. Oh, those, yeah. those, those games are just pure purely enjoyable. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. there was also that crossover with uh Phoenix Wright. That was pretty cool.
3: Yeah. That was also that.
2: Mm-hmm. So, real quick, like, what was everybody's favorite 3DS game?
3: Oh, it's got to be Awakening. That Awakening? Awakening, uh, because, again, it was the game that made Fire Emblem a hit over here, finally, after so many false starts. Plus, it's just genuinely an amazing simulation RPG. Just in general, it's really good. Um, also, uh, Super Mario 3D Land... Yeah, uh, Super yeah. Mario
2: 3D Land was definitely my favorite. Like that game, especially after like, um, in my opinion, Super Mario 64 DS wasn't all that good. Um, yeah, but Mario 3D Land definitely showed that there was a way to some somewhat marry the 2D and the 3D to make a to make a level design that
3: was totally worth it, and, and sometimes much it. astonishingly so. That, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It,
2: it, it was the precursor to. Uh, Super Mario 3D World which which is definitely like my second favorite of all the Mario games. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I'd probably say that's my favorite of the entire series. Mm-hmm. Uh it 3D just World? yeah, 3D Land. Uh oh, 3D. it just does yeah. it does a much better job of bringing the classic style of Super Mario Brothers games to uh 3D than even uh New Super Mario Brothers could do that t- that sort of thing uh or just like the style for those new Mario Brothers games just never really did well for me. Yeah. Uh and so like three D land just fantastic. You had the Galaxy team that worked on that and they did a great job uh even incorporating three D into it uh for that. But you had like the, the Tanuki suits, the way they did that uh was so good. Uh and just uh such a really well done game and especially in that tradition of our game's like, oh, you beat it, and here's the second half of the game. Uh, mm-hmm. It gets much harder, all that kind of stuff. people are like, "Well, this game's so yeah. easy. Oh, it's it's so easy. And then here's the second game, it's like, oh, God, it's kicking you in the ass. <laughs> uh, but I also <laughs> but throw... You're... Go
2: ahead. Oh, no, I, I was saying, uh, what, what about you, Teresa? But I don't know, you, you, you get to finish though. Keep going, yeah.
0: Chris. I was going to say uh, Legend of Zelda uh, Link Between Worlds mm-hmm. is an amazing game. Yes, uh, yes. The only Zelda game I've beaten, and I like oh,
4: really?
0: this, yeah. And the one I uh, <clears throat> like more than A Link to the Past, too, because I think mm. it's just such a well-designed game. And was their first like test of what if we break out of the conventions that this series has been built around for 20 years? Uh, at this point, of really? you, know, yeah. you go to this dungeon to get this item that lets you go to the next dungeon, then get the next item, sort of thing. I was like, what if we just give you all the items at once? Uh, then you can go explore and take on the dungeons however you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it uh, and that kind of really, really opened it, it up.
1: Yeah it, yeah, it turned everything, not necessarily on a seer, but maybe into a whole different dimension. That That's my third favorite 3DS game.
0: Yeah, and then I would say probably my most played is just Animal Crossing New Leaf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that was my uh, favorite in the series, kind of jumping back in after just playing the original on GameCube. I never really got the, the DS or the game uh Wii ones. Uh but they did a really good job with that on the 3DS. Uh a lot of cool stuff to do in that, collecting things. Uh film, you become the mayor okay. and just being the the workhorse of the whole town is like, oh you got you gotta do all the work, you gotta collect all the money and all this shit. And she's like, I'm Same the mayor, here. you fucking idiots, you voted me in. <laughs>
1: Well, absolutely, Animal Crossing New Leaf was my favorite, but there's a huge reviewer's uh, slant there. Um, so my second favorite is one I haven't heard any of you guys talk about. It was Fantasy Life. I flipping oh, love yeah, that, that game. Oh, my God.
0: I did everything in that game, all, leveled up all the jobs, even got the DLC uh, expansion. Yep. Did everything there, too. That was a perfect podcast game.
4: Mm. It, oh, just it was.
0: getting all your like quests, like okay, I'm gonna go. I need this item, these materials to do this. That's over here. Just like looking up on a wiki, it's like okay, I gotta go over here and do all this. Try to get it done before the sun went down. You had to go back home. All that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was perfect. Like turn off your brain and just futz around with this game. That's just kind of a good marriage of JRPG stuff and like MMO stuff. Mm-hmm. Especially one of the best like level five. Games outside of, like, a Dragon Quest thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, in recent memory?
2: Yeah. Resident Evil 3
3: Yeah. Now bring all these games over to the Switch. Yeah.
1: So we that's pretty game. much
3: what they're going to have to do now. Yeah.
1: Well, joke's on them. I have a huge box and a huge drawer full of four different little binders of these games. And they're not going anywhere, man. They're not going anywhere.
0: Yeah. I got the... Um, the Club Nintendo cases for 3DS games, full of that stuff. Uh, uh, a bunch of different those games.
2: Those
1: are good freebies, man.
0: Yeah. Too bad they don't do that much anymore with that stuff. I
1: know, right? Yeah. Everyone's got the best Animal Crossing posters from them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I got a calendar from five years ago. <laughs> it serves no purpose anymore. And Except to wait for the year years, that it comes right? back into fashion. Yeah. it works again.
1: Ah, <laughs> mm. uh, things do yeah, change.
0: That was the 3DS. Uh an era of Nintendo that kind of uh is ending of their portable hardware. Uh shame they never got back to the mm. the point of doing like a essentially like a Vita mm-hmm. uh, kind of device uh that could fit in your pockets, uh do all that good stuff. Uh but the Switch is kind of getting there. Uh,
1: who it's, knows? It is, but I mean, it's it's not.
4: It's, it's there not yet.
1: like no. It, it's the light not isn't it, the 3DS was. Yeah. yeah, it's not like the 3DS was, where it, it had its own little pocket in my purse and it went with me freaking everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I love way. when I mention like, oh, there should be like a Vita size Switch that just has, you know, all the Joy Cons aren't detachable. Like, right. Well, how can be called a Switch if it doesn't switch? It's like. It doesn't have to be the fucking name. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Like it doesn't have to fucking do the thing. The name is like the uh, fucking idiots. Uh, But yeah, that was the, the three DS. Speaking of Nintendo things ending soon. Yeah. uh, There's that jump rope challenge game they put out during the summer. I was like, Mm. Oh, we had time during this COVID stuff. We made this weird little game. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's being taken down on September 30th uh, and I guess that was always the thing but nobody really paid attention to it uh, because it mentions on the store page that it was uh, free through September 30th mm-hmm. and so yeah they put up a little article on Nintendo.com saying hey get it before it's gone because free games are bad mm-hmm. to be available for all that long I don't know why they're <laughs> doing this
4: yeah, uh, just
0: leave them up and for as a sign that you guys can do some weird stuff.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, hey, if you want a weird little game, it's kind of a little bit of a fitness thing.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, here's one to go for. It's free. You got until September 30th, so about another week and a half uh, to go.
2: Fitness goes, it'll definitely tire you out. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it has a pretty cool thing where it tells you that if, if you're doing better than like you know the last time you played, and you know it's super simple, but yeah, like as far as this compared with um, Ring Fit, this is far more tiring.
1: Really?
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah I actually saw I mean,
1: some Ring Fits in in stock uh, at our local GameStop this week.
2: Yeah, it's it's, oh, it's, it's uh, easily accessible now. But yeah, like
1: yeah.
2: Uh, the the jump Rub game, it's it, it's literally all jumping. Like that's why <laughs> it's monotonous. Yeah.
0: And of course, there are people that just just swirl their uh, Joy Cons. It's like I guess if you want to do that to the a fake game counter thing. You're not really getting any benefit out of it. Like, why are you even playing the game? Just purchase mm-hmm. it and don't use it. Like 99% of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, as for Nintendo actually doing some good stuff, adding some new things to their platforms, uh, we have a new slate of games coming to their super Nintendo and NES uh, apps for Nintendo switch online people. Uh, on the switch uh there's four new games here and it is let me see here it is let's see three for the super nintendo which includes donkey kong country 2 diddy's conquest uh is several puns in there uh let's see the other one is oh yeah mario super picross a picross game that never came over i don't believe uh and the action title, The Peacekeepers, which I've never heard of. Uh, not even sure what it is. Let me see what Wikipedia has to say. It's a beat-em-up, okay. Like 80% of uh Super Nintendo games. Uh Let's see, from Jellicoe, okay. Final game in the Rushing Beat trilogy, following Rival Turf and Brawl Brothers, which I think Brawl Brothers is at least on the service. Uh Rival Turf might also be. So, if any other brawler... Like beat-em-up thing? That's... Okay, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the NES app is getting a SCAT. Special Cybernetic Attack Team. Which i also never heard they of. just had to... Just had to stick with that title, didn't they? Yeah. Just. I was known as Final Mission in Japan. Yeah. Uh, action they're... in New York on Europe and Australia. Yeah, um... This was uh, Natsume.
3: Yeah. Uh, it, you know, those other titles are just fine. Why did they have to go with this one?
0: Because uh, it was the 90s, Brandon.
3: <laughs> Fair enough.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. Uh it came out here June 91. Uh, looks like a side-scrolling shooter. So mm-hmm. there's the other half of the games in the industry. It was a side-scrolling shooter.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh yeah, maybe I'll have to stream this at some point here, but that's out on the twenty third. So you can get that. And that goes along with Super Mario All Stars coming to it last week. Uh so you got a good bit of games there to check out. Uh what do we have here coming up? I think Super Mario Brothers thirty five is coming out here. I think in is that October first? Yep. Yeah. Until March thirty first. You're only allowed to play for six months. Folks, or five months. No, six months. Uh-huh. Uh, They don't want you to have too much fun and not play the games that you have to pay for. Uh. Uh, speaking of games you can buy, uh, there was a Nintendo Direct Mini. Had a bunch of stuff they showed off here. We'll kind of, you know, skip through here for the, the highlights. Uh, there were two new Monster Hunter games announced. Uh, one called Monster Hunter Rise. It's a new edition of the series for the Switch built from the ground up from the Switch. Which uh, makes a big difference in how this game looks and plays uh, compared uh-huh. to I think Generations Ultimate was the last one that came out on Switch, which was a 3DS port and looked like it. Uh, but this one's sort of built from the ground up. You can tell they played uh, World. Uh-huh. It has like the Firefly stuff. Oh yes, yeah. uh, as well as for the like little grappling hook too, so you kind of get around uh, more quickly as well as ride around than these like wolf creatures. I forget they're called Mallet Mune, something like that.
1: Yeah. Uh
0: lets yeah. you kind of sprint around uh without having to tire out your character. Uh and get up walls and all that kind of stuff. So seems to be built on kind of getting around a lot of the bullshit of the Monster Hunter games. Uh so that's uh that seems pretty cool. It's gonna be out March twenty sixth, twenty twenty one. Uh they have a deluxe edition that has some bonus DLC. Uh yeah bonus in game items for pre-ordering and three standalone amiibo uh-huh. will be on the way as well. So uh, they're investing a lot into that. Uh see the other game is Monster Hunter Stories 2 Wings of Ruin. Uh the JRPG uh kind of monster collecting thing. Uh, uh sequel to
2: the original that's I don't know how many people actually played that over here on the west. Um, but yeah, about- I I, I uh, never got around to it because I I wasn't much of a Monster Hunter fan yet. But the people yeah. uh, that that did play it told me they liked it a lot, and uh, it's basically a uh, a harder Pokemon, and by harder I yeah. mean much harder. But you know, um, from 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 the these trailers, like the art style is nice, and I'm I'm definitely looking forward to trying these two out.
0: Yeah, it was definitely them going anime Monster Hunter. <laughs> uh, cause I was like, oh, this looks like. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Mm -hmm. a little bit, but Monster Hunter. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that'll be out summer 2021. Uh, Somebody's taking all the eggs, the monster eggs. Uh, You know, good stuff like that. Uh, Let's see, Fitness Boxing 2, sequel to that game. If you want some more fitness games, that's out December 4th, and I believe you can carry saves over from the original to kind of keep your progress going Mm -hmm. Uh, for that. See, this guy is 6, Defiance of Destiny, is coming exclusively to the Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, next summer, summer 2021, uh, they are doing a free trial for Disgaea 5 Completes uh, for Nintendo Switch Online members from the 23rd to the 29th.
4: Mm-hmm. So you've
0: got to play a, a bit of it uh, for free, and i they'll put it on sale as well.
3: Mm hmm. Yeah.
2: And uh I think this Gaia 6 is actually a Switch exclusive, or it might be times, but either way, like that's a huge get for Nintendo, especially since yeah. this guy is mostly a a, a PlayStation uh, or mostly mostly you know, from what I'm known for, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it has like a new art style to it instead of like the, the 2D yeah. sprites, it's kind of like a chibi 3D style. Yeah. Which has rub some people the wrong way. Um let's see. Empire of Sins out December first. The trailer didn't mention dates, just a trailer. I was like, what? Why is this here? Mm-hmm. Uh, I looked it up on this article and was like, oh, Defend Summer First. So it was like a pre order trailer. Uh, like, hey, you can pre order. Didn't mention any point when it was coming out, or might have mentioned pre order at the end. But either way, uh, Sniper Elite 4 is coming to the Switch sometime this holiday season. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be interesting to see because it is, Sniper Elite 4 is kind of an open world game. Mm -hmm. Uh, not necessarily in the way of like a GTA or anything like that, but your kind of missions are just on these big old areas that you kind of explore uh, thoroughly versus like the sniper Elite three or V two are kind of more linear areas to go through. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's a bit bigger, more demanding game. So uh, let's see. Oh yeah. They announced like a physical release for PGA tour 2k 21. That was -hmm. a weird thing to put on this. Like, Hey, it's got a physical version coming soon. Uh, surprise release of Hades. Finally hit 1.0. Yep. Uh, it's available Switch now. I PC. Think. Yeah. 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 It's out now. Uh, so if you've had it on Steam or Epic Game Store, you got your big update for that. Uh, Switch got it as well. I think it's 20 bucks for launch discount. Uh, let's see. Balan Wonderworld, the new game from, uh, the Sonic creator, uh, for Square Enix is Mm -hmm. coming out March 26th, which if you remember that date, that's because that's when Monster Hunter Rise also comes out. Mm -hmm. So those two games are going to be going at each other uh, for two different kinds of gaming weirdos. One's -hmm. that like Sonic games and the one's that like Monster Hunter games. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they're both getting uh, (laughs) new games that day. Yep. Uh, Rune Factory 5... Got a new trailer for 2021 release because it's been pushed to next year. Then they ended with Ori and the Will of the Wisps coming out uh, later that day. So it's out now. Hmm. Uh, which is a bit of a surprise. It's published by im 8 Bits, So there's a physical collector's edition if you want that mm-hmm. uh, as well. If you want to pay a lot more for the game than the $30 price tag here.
2: Yeah, it's actually 150 bucks, but it also comes with the original. Okay.
0: And I've heard some technical issues with this game, uh, like crashes, but it saves constantly, yeah. so you might not lose too much progress, but it's still yeah. annoying.
2: I don't think that surprises anybody, because even the original version on Xbox One X had problems. So, with yeah. the Switch, didn't have didn't, to be like, what?
0: Yeah, that was that was a game that on the consoles ran like crap, and I was playing on PC like, ah, oh, it works fine. It's a uh, good thing I wasn't playing on consoles, so as the direct mini uh some good stuff there and some uh weird stuff uh but as a prelude to the the sony stuff here xbox series x and the xbox series s are starting their pre-orders on tuesday uh, the 22nd at about 11 a.m eastern time 8 a.m pacific time at a bunch of different retailers if you want uh, they got this article here, the list of the different retailers that are doing that stuff as well as I think uh, the Xbox all access when you'll be able to put in for that as well as specific retailers. And yeah, that's just, if you want to get the Xbox, that's the information right there. We'll help you out.
2: Good luck. Uh, go ahead. I no, no, I was just going to say good luck. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's like um, it's it's great that um, Microsoft is pretty much putting the data out there and what time and all that, but the main difference between this and what PS Five did which we'll, which we'll talk about later, is uh, the fact that now that we know what time they're gonna come out, that only means you're you're giving the scalpers time to go ahead and set their bots. Yeah. So that's the rough part, but I'd imagine they'll they'll handle it better. So we'll see.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, let's see, Bloomberg, Bloomberg put out a report uh, earlier this week saying that uh, Sony was having production issues and was going to be cutting their uh, manufacturing numbers from 15 million to 11 uh, for the launch window. Uh, and Sony responded by saying, uh, let's see, while we, do not release de- retail, uh, while we do not release details related to manufacturing, the information provided by Bloomberg is false. We have not changed production number for PlayStation 5 since the start mass production. Uh, which is pretty forceful, especially for something that would uh, potentially be illegal if they were lying about this uh, as far as uh, stockholders and all that. So that puts more weight on their response to this. And I think the Taiwanese manufacturing group that they're working with on production for this stuff also came out and said, yeah, this is not uh, accurate information here. Uh So it seems like you shouldn't have to worry about uh, a drop in supply. I think I've seen even Jim Ryan saying that they're going to have more units out for yeah. launch in the first couple weeks than they had for the mm-hmm. PS4. So hopefully most of the people that want it are able to get one at some point here. But uh, let's get to the PlayStation 5 showcase, mm-hmm. uh, which is a pretty good show of a bunch of stuff to show off here. But Let's get to the the core information here. It's launching on November twelfth in North America, Japan, South Korea, Australia, and New Zealand. November nineteenth for the rest of the world. So that'll be Europe and South America and all the other countries that are getting it. Uh-huh. Uh the regular edition of the PS five is four ninety nine. Three ninety nine for the digital edition. Uh which are about what we expected. I'd be surprised they went for the hundred dollar difference versus the 50 that I think people expected for the compensate for the drive.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but yeah, this thing is a, this thing is a beast of a machine. Uh, I think this, uh, the weight size, it's about 10 pounds for the PS five. It's about like eight and a half for the mm-hmm. digital edition, which is like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's, it's a big boy.
2: I think the Xbox is also ten pounds. So yeah, these are some heavy consoles. Yeah. Uh,
0: let's see what else was here. They detailed all their accessories and prices. The DualSense is going to be seventy dollars this time mm-hmm. around. The Pulse 3D wireless headset uh, with 3D audio support and dual noise canceling microphones is hundred dollars. The HD camera is sixty. The media remote is thirty, and the charging station for two controllers, is $30. Which doesn't seem like two surprising prices on this stuff. Uh, I believe the Xbox controller that is not really adding too much to it is also going to be $70 retail price. Uh, which was a surprise there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, They showed off a bunch of games. Uh, their launch stuff that they announced. Uh, here was Astro's Playroom, which is going to be free. Uh, Demon mm-hmm. Souls which was a big surprise. People were kind of hoping it was because I think some ratings stuff got out in some of the other countries. So we we're mm-hmm. like, oh, maybe this will be ready for launch. And it is. Uh, so that'll be a big game. It's a $70 game. As they sort of announced that it's kind of their game's prices uh, for the time being are going to be $50 to $70. dollars let see, there's Destruction All-Stars. It's also going to be out at launch. And that's a $70 game. Spider-Man Miles Morales is a $50 game. Uh, But if you want the original game remastered for the PS5, uh, you Mm -hmm. can get it bundled in with Miles Morales for $70. Uh, Which just seems like a pretty decent deal there. Uh, And Sackboy, A Big Adventure, is $60. Mm -hmm. And along with that, they announced uh, a handful of other games are also going to be coming to the PS4. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West, uh, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and Sackboy, A Big Adventure. Mm-hmm. Those are going to have free upgrades in them. So if you want to get those on PS4 and get a PS5 later, you'll be able to upgrade them to that version uh, whenever you're ready for that upgrade. Uh, let's see what else is here that I've got. Uh, Yeah, Jim Ryan did a lot of press around this whole show. And one of them talking about BC because they still haven't really... Uh, shown that off or detailed that in any way, but they, he said that, you know, 99% of the games on your PS4 are going to be, uh, working out of the box for PS5. So you won't have to really worry about, uh, the games that, uh, you're concerned about. Hopefully they get, uh, more details out there about which ones are getting, you know, specific upgrades, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but for now, that's uh, good news. No PS3, PS2, or PS1 games, unfortunately.
2: I'm going to assume this also means games that we have digitally download on PS4? Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: yeah oh, I think gosh. the only things that won't is stuff like PT or uh, yeah. stuff that's like been actively removed like that. Uh, uh, I forgot that. There's one anime game, Samurai... I forget what it's called, but a couple of games that have been like released and were so bad that they got pulled and everybody got refunded their money and that kind of stuff like that stuff won't, won't work, uh, obviously. But uh, there were some new games shown off here.
3: Uh, Final mm-hmm. Fantasy 16 was the, the highlight yeah. for the show. It uh, looks like it's going to be another action game like uh, 15 was. Yeah, uh, they are. Looks like they're going back to the hard medieval fantasy style.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and it's being which, head up by Naoki Yoshida mm-hmm. of Final Fantasy 11 and 14 fame. Yep, helped uh, turn that game around. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh Which I could definitely tell. Which I mean, tell. if that's
3: the case, I mean he can do a really good scenario. So. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it seems like uh, the the bit of story stuff they showed looked pretty interesting. Uh, especially the way they kind of roll in some of the the classic uh, bosses and such mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, it looked very much like an action game. Yeah, yeah you could see. I'll say
3: though the uh, graphics, at least for some of the character models, don't look quite as polished. Yeah, that's how I could tell it was a Final Fantasy game before they put
0: up the, the title. Yeah, it's so like, oh, these look like Final Fantasy, like kind of slightly dead faces mm-hmm. uh, to them. Uh, Kind of a little bit like what you got in like Final Fantasy 14, mm-hmm. Uh that kind of thing. But yeah, that was kind of the the big thing. It's a PS5 exclusive for some time. Uh, yeah. I assume it'll come to PC and the other console, uh, Xbox Series X at some point. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure we wouldn't have to worry about this game until like 2024. So, yeah. We'll I would like I would imagine the priority at Square right now is finishing up FF seven and uh, you know whatever else they're doing, but who
0: knows? Well this is a different team from that. This was uh what was the team name? It was a really stupid Japanese development team name. It was like business core business unit three. It's <laughs> like, oh my god, Square. Mm-hmm. Let them name themselves.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I understand that it's a different team, but at the same time, like as far as their marketing strategy, they want to be able to, you know, yeah. shift a
4: little bit.
0: Yeah, I imagine they won't be all that close together anyway. Um, but yeah, the the two two dudes are kind of heading this up uh, now. Yoshida is the producer. The director is Hiroshi Takai. Uh, yeah, the PlayStation blog post has kind of uh, statements from both of them. So, yeah, it looks. Looks really great for that game. Character uh-huh. models, not so much, but uh, everything else looked pretty nice. Uh, yeah, I think no date on that, so they say their next big information reveals for 2021, whatever that means, because that's 365 days. It's not really narrowing it down. Uh-huh. That might mean if there's an E3 next year or something, then we might see something then. Who knows? But uh, yeah, another nice little surprise was Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition. Huh. Uh, kind of coming back to that game uh, and doing kind of what they did for, like, Devil May Cry 3, that kind of stuff. Like, offering some new options and uh, things like that to kind of let people have more challenge if they want. That kind of stuff. Because uh, I think there's a way to turn up the game speed to 1.2 times the normal
2: normal stuff. Yeah, uh, I always have a new character and new levels, so that's that, that's pretty cool. Yeah,
0: they added Virgil as a playable character. I don't know if there's any new scenario stuff, but that is also available for PS4 as well. Uh-huh, uh, so yeah. you can play that in the base game at some point. Uh, I mean,
2: it's it's also on Game Pass, so I don't have much of a reason to spend forty bucks on it.
0: Yeah, but uh, yeah, special edition, it's uh, forty dollars, so they're even going for a cheaper price tag on that. Mm-hmm. As well, so uh, it looks like if you liked Devil May *Cry 5, uh and want more, this this will do that for you. It has ray tracing and all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, that's uh that's it. Let's mm-hmm. see, a game that had been leaked quite a while ago, *Hogwarts Legacy*, uh, has finally got revealed here. It's yep. kind of a prequel to the the books and such, even the. The newer movies that take place in like the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. Uh, this takes place in the 1800s. Yeah. Uh, you kind of make your own uh, character for this, I believe. of get matched to a house and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so, like a bit more of a big open world RPG kind of thing. Yeah, more,
2: I don't want to overhype it, but this is this is looking like like the KOTOR of Harry Potter. And I am I am totally down for this. It so. is,
1: but a lot of people are not. Yeah, that
2: thing, like, I also don't want to support Joe Rowling So, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. From what they've said, she's not involved at all.
3: Yeah. So, but she
1: still gets royalties. Yeah, yeah. But then That's... everybody online is like, "Well, but you need to support everyone else who worked on it." Well, no, I really don't have to. I don't fucking. Here's the thing, have to they already for- get
0: paid to make it.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. I don't have to support the people who make you know Madden twenty fifty nine. I'm not going to yeah. play it. <laughs> I don't have to do whatever they want me to do.
0: That's the irony yeah. of this whole situation. Just people have been wanting a big budget Harry Potter game for decades at this point. Yeah. yeah. And it has to happen after people know that J.K. Rowling's a piece of shit.
1: Yeah. yeah. And that's, yeah, she just know, put out
0: a new book, too, that reinforces that notion where we there's well, lots of transphobic shit in this, too. Okay, she's not and getting any better.
1: Freaking Ronnie, yeah. uh Coltrane <laughs> jumped on the boomer wagon and started defending her, the guy who played Hagrid.
0: Yeah, I like, so I saw the did. the three main kids all so came out like uh, in support of transgender people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so somehow they lucked into getting the three faces of the the movie franchise all being upstanding people. Mm-hmm. For as weird as and strange as that is.
1: Yeah. Uh, they yeah, they turned out pretty well for child actors. They really yeah. Cool.
0: Yeah. So. That is the thing that's out next year, I think. Uh, basically on everything. PS4, PS5, oh. Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and PC.
1: And and you're right, Dandra. This people have been wanting it for so long and it is going to really sell.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Again, I'm gonna
2: buy it. So
1: I help people I help people buy it, sell it back, and I'll buy that.
0: <laughs> I've seen people that are like, I'm gonna pre order this and then I'm going to donate the same amount of money to a a uh, charity that helps transgender people, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'll borrow uh, it from my
2: library. That's how I'm yeah. going to do it. I mean, if you do that, you're also still at 140 bucks. And well, At least 70 is uh, tax deductibles.
4: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and
0: At least you're helping people with as much as you're kind of potentially financially helping out uh, a shitty person. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. One of the other announcements was Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. Yep. That franchise is still kicking. And this one looks like they're putting some actual money into a game for once. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it looks like you get this little, uh, building to explore. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe it better, but it's like a little theme park, indoor theme park kind of thing. Uh, and then the, the fucking, uh, animatronics are f- fucking running around and doing mm-hmm. all their shit, which they do. This is like a little kind of, uh, attraction video, and it's like, uh, we cannot guarantee your safety here. It's like, oh, <laughs> great. Um, but yeah, that is going to be a PS5 exclusive, uh, for, I think three months, it says. So PS5, PS4, and PC, uh, for the launch. I think it's probably next year, I think. Uh, they didn't really put a date on that yet, but, uh, yeah, and then they ended it with a teaser for a new God of War game, uh, yeah. saying it was coming out 2021. Mm-hmm. Even more of a surprise.
4: Yeah,
2: hey. I think the day before, uh, Corey Barlog had like eight pinned tweets, and every first letter of the tweets still got Ragnarok, so that was a pretty cool way to lead up to it.
0: Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, that's some nice stuff there to announce. Uh, they did have some demo stuff uh, in there showing off Demon Souls gameplay, which looked amazing. Uh, especially showing off the the reload from death, which is less than a second. Uh, and people timed that up with how that looked in the original like, tutorial area in De- Demon's Souls, which is like nine seconds. So uh, a sizable upgrade for that game. Uh, yeah, There's some for Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, as he tried to keep a bridge from falling apart, mm-hmm. as is uh, Spider-Man tradition. Uh what else was there? There's was like Resident Evil 8 got shown some uh a bunch of stuff there, but Oh yeah. Uh they announced afterwards in the article, uh like this big summary article on the PlayStation blog, like uh oh, pre-orders will be going live on the seventeenth. Uh it would give you a heads up on that stuff. And then it <laughs> went live like 8:30, eight thirty, eight o'clock, eight like... thirty uh Eastern time. I was getting out of work, got the email from Best Buy. I was like, oh, pre-ordered PS5. I was like, wait, what the fuck? I yep. sat in my car for like 10 minutes, trying to get through a dead website. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently it had gone live earlier than that email uh, got to me. Uh, seemed like one site, maybe Walmart, went up early, and everybody else was like, fuck it, we're gone. We want that money.
4: Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> and just caused the internet to collapse on itself. Uh, which was crazy and also kind of hilarious at times. Uh, yeah, the Best Buy experience was not fun because I could just sit there and kind of keep, he- uh, keep hitting, uh, re- uh, you know, check out the checkout button. It was just, uh, keep like reloading and like occasionally just like, oh, this ain't working. And I was like, yeah, I can tell, uh, occasionally got to the point where I could pick like a pickup location. Uh, but then when I picked the the place I wanted to go, which it already had selected beforehand, because uh, it was just weird. Uh, I eventually got it it's like around midnight's when Jeff Keeley posted uh, links to the Amazon pre order, mm-hmm. which is the one I do not want to go to uh, and rely on. So I'm hoping to get a Best Buy here. Uh, but yeah, anybody get pre orders in here?
2: Yeah, so it wasn't that much of a shit show for me, but I'll go ahead and talk about that later. But like during the presentation, I went to hit, I went, I went ahead and hit up my friend who works at GameStop, and I was like, "Hey, you know, can you l- let me know what time uh, GameStop opens tomorrow?" So I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys are going to sell them tomorrow, right? And he's like, "I know absolutely nothing, but if, if something happens, we'll let you know." And he told me, "Hey, we're going to have a uh, meeting at three forty-five p.m. my time." So it's, that's, that's 6.5 Eastern. And then um, prior to that, like somebody on a cheap-ass gamer posted a screenshot of a GameStop receipt in Kentucky. And then that's mm-hmm. when um, his boss canceled the meeting and they went ahead and opened the floodgates. So I gave him <sighs> all my cards from there and he went ahead and did that for me a wow, while. Six people were already in line. So he, he did me a huge favor. So uh, shout out to that guy. But Yeah. yeah. Walmart went up and then Target went up and then Best Buy and then Amazon later that night. And yeah, it was, it was an absolute shit show. Um, what, what, what really sucks is that like, like Chris said, they said that they were going to have it up the next day. Jeff Keeley reported it himself, like in front of like people from Sony, cause he had them on his zoom and they, they were like, yeah, we're, we're going to make sure that you guys know you, you you'll, you'll be prepared and things and things and all that. And no, that, that didn't happen at all. And like, what, what I'm wondering is like, even if a retailer goes ahead and presses the button too early, why wouldn't Sony just, you know, step in and like
4: not allow it to happen?
2: Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, even if it's just like one one retailer, like I, I'd rather have Walmart go ahead and start and, and then screw everybody so that at least Target and like all the other retailers would would be ready.
1: Well, but yeah. probably because of customer relations, you know, they yeah. they don't want to piss off the customers, so mm. they just let it all go. That's my guess. Yeah
2: so yeah, yeah they, they I, th- I think we have the we have the article here like you know there there was a tweet apologizing for it but you know this yeah. this, this is an absolute mess and like um what, what i mentioned with, with the xbox example with the xbox like it's cool that we know when it's going to happen but that's just going to allow scalpers to go ahead and take advantage so it's weird yeah anyway they
0: posted a cutesy tweet about it as well about letting people know early and i was like that doesn't mean it's not going to crash the websites when it happens dude yeah, it was, uh, it's it,
2: gonna it be it, kind it, of the same situation. Yeah. Um, also, if you remember, like Sony, also handed out these invite emails saying, "Oh yeah, you can be among the first to pre-order a PS5." So, yeah. um, I was lucky enough to get mine in the second wave uh, later that night, and then I went ahead and uh, gone online on Friday, and then uh, apparently um, the link only works for the first browser you opened it for. So I actually opened it on my phone, which means it it opened up on Safari automatically. So when I tried on Chrome, it wasn't working. But then when I, when I went on Safari, it eventually worked. I was able to lock in my pre order there. So yeah, I have I have two now. I have one already spoken for, so I'm good. But I know that a lot of people aren't. So it's it sucks.
0: Yeah, yeah. They posted a tweet saying, "Let's be honest, PS5 pre orders could have been a lot smoother. which truly apologize for that." Over the next few days, we'll release more PS5 consoles for pre-order. Retailers will share more details. Mm-hmm. And more PS5s will be available through the end of the year. Uh kind of a, a sort of tweets you'd never expect to see out of a corporate account mm-hmm. like this. Especially saying, like, yeah, we fucked up. Sorry about that. Uh, we're gonna try and do better. That's usually not how you expect companies to react to this kind of thing. Uh mm-hmm. So, yeah, they, I believe they are going to be doing another round here, potentially on the 22nd uh, as well. So uh, that'll be interesting to see how that all works out. And apparently the PS5 thing fucked up Best Buy so bad that when the 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 3080 graphics cards from uh, NVIDIA went up, they <laughs> went out immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, people had a hard time getting in, getting their... Uh, Cards, I don't know if it was stock or just, uh, people that were scalping with their bots was able to get in faster than the, the legit customers wanted, uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, but I know I, I even tried to buy something normal off of Best Buy and could not get it added to my car. Cause it just, the whole site oh. was just destroyed. Uh, so that's what happens when everybody's rushing to your website is it falls apart uh unsurprisingly so yeah that's uh as we're trying to see i hope to get a best buy pre-order ring because i would like to go pick it up instead of waiting on the amazon delivery especially because i couldn't get free delivery for a 500 hundred dollar purchase well i think i could have it would have been i would have gotten like seven to ten days later so i paid for the the two-day shipping that was like 21 dollars at on top like five hundred fifty bucks.
2: So, uh, not to mention, it's also twenty twenty. So, maybe the the UPS truck will probably fall in a fissure. So
0: maybe, uh-huh. um, uh, as long as it gets to me first before it goes down, uh, that'll be fine. <laughs>
4: uh,
0: but yeah, the that'll be interesting to see. I did get accessories pre ordered. I pre ordered the controller off of Walmart, yeah. uh, and then I tried out Sony's direct store uh, for the others. I got a. Remotes, I think I got the charging station and I got the the camera there, which if you're a PlayStation Plus member, you get free launch day shipping there. Mm -hmm. So it's like an added bonus uh, for that. So you can kind of check that out if you want. I think stuff is starting to sell out. I think the remotes are the, the quickest to go from what I've seen. But controllers, and that you should be fine grabbing them. And hopefully like they did last time around, they should come in like a week or two early. Uh, ahead of launch. Uh, So you can kind of stare at a controller for three weeks while you wait for the thing that needs it. (laughs) Uh, Maybe it'll work on PC. Uh, And I would look forward to seeing when Steam gets like official support for that stuff built into their system. Uh, Because that'd be interesting to have some of that stuff uh, accessible through uh, Steam games. Yeah, One of the things... uh, they also announced was the PlayStation Plus collection, uh that offers a bunch of uh PS4 classic games for mm-hmm. PS5 owners to play. Uh which include like Uncharted, The Last of Us Remastered, uh Infamous Second Son Until Dawn, Bloodborne, mm-hmm. uh Battlefield One, I think it was, Batman Arkham Knights, uh Resident Evil Seven I think was on there. There's a bunch of games mm-hmm. on there that's uh, is a pretty good collection for people that are new to the PS uh, the PlayStation ecosystem. Uh, didn't play some of those games last time around, or maybe did but didn't get around to those games. Uh, gives them a, a good like ten to fifteen games to play on launch day mm-hmm. uh, while they're waiting for maybe some of their other games to download or uh, uh, get ready to go. You know all that kind of stuff. Uh, that's a, a free bonus for PS5 launch. Uh, no idea what the stipulations are for that stuff. If it, if you can redeem that for your PS5 and also use them on PS4, uh, anything like that. I think this says Fallout 4 is also part of that. God of War, Monster Hunter World, mm-hmm. Persona 5. So there's a pretty good collection there. Uh, but yeah, no added, no added price to that stuff. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, if you haven't played some of those games, it's, uh, there's a lot of good games there to check out along with whatever you're getting at launch.
4: Yeah, it's a pretty
2: solid plus benefit. Um, yeah. I want to say it's it's sort of an answer to Game Pass. In fact, you know what? Most of those games are better than what you'll find on Game Pass. But, yeah, like if, if you're somebody who's been a part of the PlayStation uh, ecosystem, like most of these are games you've already played already, not to mention like more than half of these have already been offered for free. So, yeah. you know, there isn't much value there. But, again, all these games are good. So, yeah. There's plenty of people that
0: had didn't have PlayStation Plus for me when some of these were up there, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of stuff. But also, I think it's uh, in lieu of like having, you know, a new game or two on it that maybe there's nobody that really wants to give their game away on PlayStation Plus for the launch uh, like they did last time around when it was like Rezogun. And there was another game, I forget what it was, but mm-hmm. uh might not be any of those sort of deals in the works for the launch. So this is like a solid, uh, second option of just, Hey, here's this kind of collection of stuff, which is Mm -hmm. kind of like what they used to do, uh, on the PS3 where they have like, here's like 10 games that you can, uh, have for the whole year to check out. Mm
4: -hmm. Uh,
0: in addition to the monthly stuff they add that, uh, Mm And also the PS4 stuff that gets added to PlayStation Plus on the month will work on PS5 as well. So you don't also don't have to worry about that part of it. So yeah, just kind of adding some more value to the, the whole thing. So uh, good news on that stuff. Let's see, what else do I have here? Anything else? Mm, not really, it seems. Uh, I think as far as like what we need to know for PS5, just kind of seeing the, the operating system, the dashboard. Mm -hmm. See how that all works. Uh, uh, Seeing how games launch, because I think the whole thing with uh, the SSD is potentially being able to just launch into like multiplayer on Call of Duty, if that's what you want to do, or if you want to just play like a Destiny Raid, you can launch into that without having to go through the main menus of that stuff. Uh, That could be pretty, uh, a great way to kind of cut through the, the menu stuff that can... Block down some of these games. Uh, mm-hmm. Potentially be able to like delete stuff out of them too. Like, oh, I'm done with the, the campaign on this game. Delete that, and I can just play multiplayer. That kind of stuff would be interesting to see. So,
4: mm-hmm.
0: I guess kind of the bulk of what we're still waiting on for PS5 launch mm-hmm. information is just how's the dashboard work. Uh, maybe more information on just backwards compatibility. How uh, the games are going to be affected by the new power of the system. Uh, if they're going to be upgrades or updates for any of the games, make them even better, all that kind of stuff. So still some stuff there, not quite as much as we had before this week. Uh, but yeah, that is, uh, that's kind of it for this week. All right. Uh, we got a big month coming up here in two months, Mm -hmm. uh, with November, especially, uh, for us, Xbox and PlayStation are coming out the same week, two days apart.
2: Tuesday and Thursday. Mm -hmm. I do want to kind of point out like my kind of frustration throughout the entire uh, PS5 uh, conference process. Like um, um, I don't know if you guys felt the same way, but like when I was watching it, like I didn't understand why, despite the fact that we know the the the, the launch lineup now, why they had to just um, show that, Oh, Miles Morales will, will be out in holiday 2020 and things like that. Like, I feel like this whole thing was, was made months and months ago. And then they were just uh-huh. waiting for Microsoft to go ahead and, like, release their shit, which they did. And, like, it, it's weird now because, like, we're, we're we're at a point where we don't even know what's going to be available for Microsoft's launch, launch on its own. So oh, we have yeah. the information that we need. But the, the, the thing that frustrated me the most about the entire presentation was the fact that it was 40 minutes long. And they still expected us to read a blog in order to get all the information that we actually needed. Like... Aside from the price, all the important stuff, like you know when these games come out and how much they are, along with the with the with the accessories, you really had to read a blog for. It. And I'm like, why? You you wasted forty minutes of our time, and then you, you're gonna tell us that we can pre order tomorrow when we when we couldn't have either. So I don't know. Like the whole thing, like like just reeks of really bad marketing. Um, there's even that uh, there was there was a screenshot that Lee took of the actual presentation where they showed that um or it was a screenshot of something else where. It showed Demon Souls was going to be a console exclusive, and then the bottom said, "Oh, uh, it'll be a timed exclusive, but it's also available on PC." I'm like, you, "You're gonna put a straight up lie on your marketing? Like, if 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 I were gonna do a, a lot of these things for the company that I work for, I'd be fired like that." So, I don't know. It, yeah.
0: Be- yeah, same where they they put the the date and the prices at the end where mm-hmm. they put it up ahead. They could have been specific about Miles's, you know, out on November twelfth. Yeah, you know, Demon Souls November twelfth them kind of being coy with that till the end, kind of uh, put a, a weird, them in a weird place for the rest of the stuff they were showing.
4: Uh-huh. It's like
0: might've been worth their while to just put out the the date first and maybe hold price to the end uh. Uh, or whatever they wanted to do with it. But yeah, some weird, weird wording on some of that stuff. But uh, I think for the most part, it's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the the frustration people have, it'll go away completely once they're you know charged for the consoles and they get it on day one. Hopefully, uh,
4: mm-hmm.
0: hopefully the the mail uh is in better shape than <laughs> yeah. compared to what it's been for the past few months. Hopefully, uh, there will be a new president.
2: One new president is right. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god.
0: But yeah, that's uh still got couple months ahead and hopefully nothing too bad happens here mm-hmm. we'll see if this these consoles are uh, uh an added benefit or the thing that keeps you uh sane mm-hmm. uh, we'll see how that goes but uh yeah <laughs> that is the that is the show for this week uh we'll be back next week uh it'll be our three hundredth episode yeah so we'll have a uh, special guest Filippo Dinofo in. Hmm. Uh, and uh, talking about some stuff, some anniversary stuff, as well as maybe talking about uh some special topics just for that week. So yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll be yeah taking uh maybe a little bit of break from the the news stuff. So hopefully nothing too big happens. Yeah. Over this week. Uh,
3: Don't yeah. jinx
0: us. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be all the most amazing news ever. Mm-hmm. Nothing boring will ever happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you to Brandon Perkins, Dan Ridd-Victorio, and Teresa
4: Salmons. I'm your host, Chris Sologi. We'll be back next week. Have a good one.